Hi there, hello, welcome to the Hopcast Half Pint, October 2018 edition, and I'm James, and we have a slight change this month, as you may have gathered if you listen to the main Hopcast, Adam, unfortunately, is no longer with us. Uh, the sack of spuds wasn't quite up to doing an entire episode with me. Um, so we've gone next best thing to a sack of spuds, and we've got Laura. Hello. Oh, thanks. What a lovely introduction. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so it's your first um, Hopcast half pint. Yeah. Um, for anyone that's listening that doesn't know how this works, uh, how this work, I, I don't quite know where that went, how this works, then we basically, in the space of about 25, 30 minutes, we rattle through um, two or three beers. This week, uh, we've got, this month, we've got two beers because they're both quite big cans. Um, and we're going for drinks afterwards, and we'd quite like to both get up tomorrow morning. So um, we're, we're, playing it, uh, we're playing it steady. Um, so a couple of beers and quite a few talking points for us to um, get through. So let's get on with beer number one, which is one that I brought with me. Uh, and this is um, a collaboration between Magic Rock and uh, Humble Sea uh, Brewing Company and The Wave Project. Or I think it raises money for... The Wave Project. It's uh, called The Wave Project, strangely enough, and it's a double dry hop session IPA, which comes in at, I've not looked it up, 5.2%. Oh. Um, so we've got Golden Promise, Malted Wheat and Malted Oats in it. We The hops that we've got are T90 Chinook, Lemon Drop, and um, Mandarina Bavaria. And uh, the cryo hops, citra, and chinook, and the yeast is London fog. That all meant a lot more to you than it does to me. <laughs> I hope it does. Who the collaborate? Humble Sea. Yeah. I've not heard of Humble Sea. No, I'm guessing wherever the Wave Project is based, I'm guessing it's kind of a local brewery to Wave them. Wave Sea. Uh, There's a link there, isn't there? Wave. Yeah, something to do with ocean, humble sea. Is this my glass, by the way? This is your, yeah, your temporary glass. Before, um, before I drink anything out of this, I just want to give a little overview of, yeah, of the glass that I've been given this evening. It. Uh, it's a frosted tankard. Yeah? Yes. Is it a pint? I, I, I think uh, it might be, actually. And it's also an offensive weapon, though. Like If you well, hit someone with that. It's, I mean, don't put me too much in, I'll struggle to lift it. <laughs> um, is this a particular um, thing? Like so this is Marvin, um, and the caption, the picture of Marvin, the caption is, one at a time, please, ladies. Now, I guess that this stems from maybe Marvin's birthday, maybe Marvin's stag do or something. I don't actually know Marvin. I just found this in the cupboard at work. Great. So uh, I think Marvin oh. sounds like an entirely responsible human being. <laughs> he looks particularly happy on the um, picture. We will take a photograph in yeah. of that in a minute and um, pop it on the so post. Yeah, cheers to Marvin, wherever you are. I hope you had a good birthday. I mean, I could smell that as soon as you poured it. It definitely... Um, it smells great. Mm. Really, really fruity. It is not shy on its hoppiness, is it? Mmm, I think flavour doesn't quite live up to the aroma for me. It's still delicious. I just find it's it, I find it really sleep. sharp on that first. Mm. It's, I'm not sure if it's just me, 
But I've come to this certain expectation with beers that have cryo hops in them where I always get a little taste of, you know, you blow up a balloon. Yeah. And there's that sort of, it's not quite rubbery, but that little hint of mm. artificial, slight plasticky flavour. Actually, I don't think it comes across in this very much, but I can still, I don't know if it's because I'm thinking about it because you said it had cryo hops in, but I am getting a little bit of a sort of, I know what of you resistance mean. I know in what the flavour. <clears throat> You, you're not you're not a fan generally of cryo hops, are you? No. But then I don't I don't know if that's what it is or if it's something else. But I think um, anyway. I think it's entirely drinkable. Mm. Yeah, it's no, it's drink. It's. I've not bought any Magic um, Rock stuff for a while, yeah. so I was quite keen to. You know, they've brought a couple out in the last few weeks. So I was quite keen to get hold of it. In fact, I'm lying because I did have. Um, it's called the Fridge Life, Fridge Life, something like that, um, which I had at um, Indie Man. Uh, which I know they've just brought out. I think they've just launched it in cans this week, actually. Which was very nice, although I don't, I don't remember a lot. Uh, but it was um, it was enjoyable. And I think overall, I'd definitely drink that. It's um, it's, it's not really shy. refreshing. Yeah. I think as well, session IPA five point two percent. That's need... kind of more the American interpretation of a session IPA, isn't it? But absolutely, fair is, play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you four. I think you've got to be talking f- under five. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean that. You know, um, Jaipur's not been far off of being a session IPA. If uh, if we're going if on I, that, yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not right. Um, let's talk about some news then. Mm. And um, big thing. I mean, we were together at the Sheffield Beer Festival. We'll talk about that in um, in a little while. Uh, but conversation that came around a few times was about the, particularly the announcement from Cloudwater uh, about them going back to brewing some cask beer. Yeah. Is this the comeback of the cask? Not that it ever really went away, but like the craft cask. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting thing because when Cloudwater stopped doing cask, I think it, it that was a big debate then, wasn't it, about... Loads of breweries were either deliberately saying they were going to slow down their cast production or only do it for specific venues, like I know Buxton, only do it for the tap now, I think. Right. I think Magic Rock might have around the same time. They didn't they didn't necessarily say they weren't doing cask or anything like that. They just kind of quietly right. increased everything else um, and didn't release their cask particularly widely. Um, and obviously now Cloudwater and Brewdog last week as well both saying that they're going back to doing it. So I think it's, for Sheffield, I think it's kind of, you know, we like to think of ourselves as a really proud Cascale city and mm-hmm. our breweries have remained very dedicated to that form of production. And I really do think, you know, this is kind of just one little pointer that means we were all right. So go Sheffield is my conclusion from that. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only thing that surprised me about the whole thing, um, well, it's probably just that actually, it's just the fact that I was surprised. I just didn't really see it coming. Mm. Um, you know, the 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 market, and I, I you know, I'm I I can't say that I see an overview of the market because I don't. I'm into a certain kind of beer, and that tends to be more on the keg stroke craft side. Um, but it just felt like it was only really going in one direction mm. and going more down kind of the American. Route. I think when I was in New York, there was one bar that I went in that had um, any cask on, and it was kind of that. It was a bit like a novelty, really. Yeah. Um, no one actually bought any of it while I was in there. Um, 
so it's quite a surprise, really, to, to kind of see all of a sudden this sudden kind of, I'd say, lurch back towards yeah. cask. But then, interesting, you mentioned Magic Rock. They had a couple of beers on cask at, um, at the, the beer festival at the weekend. Um, and, yeah, it just... I, I, it's not really a lurch back, is it? But readdressing that balance somewhat. Yeah. And that can't be a bad thing. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a really good thing. And, um, you know, it could be for Cloudwater in particular, you know, if they're feeling more comfortable in their capabilities with cask uh, I know and in dealing with their customers that are taking it because one of the main reasons they weren't wanting to do it was they're kind of losing control of it a bit once it's left the brewery so if, if they've kind of come up with new ways of addressing that and working with their customers to make sure that the people buying the beer from the other side of the bar are drinking it in the way that Cloudwater wanted them to be then fantastic um, I'm really excited to see what they release. Yeah, uh, it will be good. I think what we can be fairly certain of with Cloudwater is that they're not going to make a bad job of it, either. They're, they're certainly going to want it to be the best that it can be, certainly the first few releases. And um, there's been occasions this year where they've just had a little bit of bad press, Cloudwater, yeah. for some minor, like, not necessarily quality issues, but certainly maybe quantity issues, just about the sheer number of beers that have been coming out. And... Um, uh, being kind of all of a similar sort of ilk, yeah. so this this will be interesting to see what they um, what they come up with and yeah. I think as well, more generally, they seem to be trying harder to appeal to. I'm going to call them the grassroots drinker. Yeah. You know the people who go to the pub four nights a week and drink four or five pints of the same beer that Cloudwater have never really. No. you know bothered with before they haven't needed to but I know a few weeks ago they said how uh, they were taking off quite a lot of the technical information that was on the cans and making the information on there more accessible so I wonder if cask is another part of that of trying to you know have a bit more of a broader appeal and not yeah. be quite so beer industry heavy can you we'll see, see your traditional drinker who goes down to the local Drinks the same thing four nights a week. Can you see them moving to cloud water? Depends what they do, doesn't it? If they're going to come out I with a three point five percent best bitter or a four percent blonde, we'll see. It's I just can't, yeah. I can't really see that cloud water will be going that far in what they're doing, really. But we'll see. We I'm will. looking. I'm looking forward to seeing how they play it and which way they go with it and what kind of response they get. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, right, let's talk about some Sheffield news. Let's talk about new bars. Uh, I'm way behind because I don't know anything about anything that's um, opening in Sheffield, but you know about a couple of yeah. new bars that are um, in in progress or coming yeah, soon? Yeah, well, I've just seen a couple um, that have popped up fairly recently. One I'm really excited about, one less so. I'll start with the one I'm less excited about and tell you why. Uh we got a tweet, well, mm -hmm. followed on Twitter uh, last week by a bar called Bonobo, uh, which followed a load of Sheffield Beery people. No information whatsoever on their Twitter account, apart from, I think they've described themselves as Sheffield's largest city centre craft ale and gin bar. Mm -hmm. Which, firstly, made me think that's a very bold claim when you're not even open. Uh, but secondly, they're being quite shady about where they're going to be, when they're going to be open. Uh, there's basically no information at, at all at the moment, which 
sort of rings alarm bells for me. I hope yeah. I'm wrong, but... Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, um, I mean, I guess when you're doing any sort of project like this, you've got choices when it comes to how you market it. Do you uh, very quietly open and then make a big fanfare after that? Um, or do you go and go all out kind of tease campaign before mm. um, opening? Um, and obviously they're, they're kind of going for that kind of teaser campaign and um, and trying to get people the kind of you know, talking about it, which is working because we're talking about it well, on the yeah. podcast. Um, uh, two things for me. Firstly, the Twitter bio really upsets me because uh, they haven't put an apostrophe in Sheffield's largest city centre, uh, Craftdale and Gym Bar, which uh, as a, a grammar uh, Nazi, that really does my head in. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, it immediately kind of leads me towards thinking, right, well, where? Because yeah. it's got to be a building that's of a, a, a decent size. Um, and in my head, you kind of think something like this is likely to be something that's you know, been a pub before, or maybe it's one of those buildings that changes every few years, and you know, then it'll be something for a little bit longer, and it doesn't work, and then something else for a bit longer, it doesn't work. Um, but I don't think there's anywhere particularly that jumps yeah, out uh, as, as being obvious. A few places on West Street that have either recently closed or have been yeah. closed for a while, uh, or have changed hands loads in the past couple of years. So maybe up there, but Bus- I mean, I yeah. I can't. You know, I I know nothing more than anyone else, but I cannot for a second think that a craft beer bar on West Street is going to work. Yeah. I really just can't see. Even just off West Street, you've got a better chance. You've got Red Deer, obviously, which is really close to West Street, but just off the beaten track enough that if you're, you know, a group of lads on a night out and you're just literally going from pub to pub, you wouldn't know that yeah. it's there. You'd miss it out. Um and I, I, that just worries me a little bit if it ends up being somewhere like, like that. I mean, there's a lot of really good pubs really central in, in, in Sheffield, uh, but I, I just don't know if West Street would be the right place. But it's going to be interesting to see. There's an, another one as well. Yeah, um, which I know much more information about, which is uh, equating to me being much more excited for it, uh, and that's poor. Uh, which is going to be down on Chesterfield Road near the White Lion in what used to be the La Luna Italian restaurant. Cool. Uh, it's spelt poor as in pour yourself a beer, but the logo is a poor print because uh, it's going to be dog-friendly, which for me as a dog-wanting non-dog owner is very exciting because it's going to be one of my new locals. Um, there's going to be a really nice little beer trail down there, I think, as well. Um, so I think this will fit in really, really nicely. Um, they're going to specialise in doing some veggie food. I think they're doing pe- like New York style pizzas. Oh, cool! Uh, and mainly keg beer, I think. And it's uh, John who runs the White Lion. I believe he's keeping the White Lion as well, but he's uh, joining in next door. Uh, and Ed, previously of Hopchucker Brewery, excellent. Uh, who is one of my favourite people on the Sheffield beer scene. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing some more of him as well. So, so that's yeah, really good then. So great. Yeah, certainly one new bar that's very close and then another that we're not really sure about. Um, but it, it's good to have a, a, you know, a few developments and things happening. That's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, any more thoughts then on the Magic Rock The Wave project? I've actually really enjoyed drinking that. Mm. Really refreshing. Good... Uh, First beer after work. I don't know whether I necessarily want more than a can of it. I think I say that about every beer that I drink these days. 
for me that's one of the more one of the more drinkable kind of hoppy ones that I've had recently from Magic Rock. I've found it a lot easier to drink, a lot more refreshing. Uh, and nice that it's a kind of drink good, do good beer as well. Yeah, and it's a nice can. I mean, they always yeah, are. Yeah, no, it's lovely. But it's a very good can. But yeah, I'm going to look up the Wave Project after we finish recording. This brings us to beer two, which is the one that you've brought with you. I'm going to hand over to you now. Yes. I've gone, I mean, on the normal Hopcast, uh, I do try hard not to put my Abitale hat on too firmly and remain nice and unbiased and everything. Um, you know, I want you all to believe what I'm saying and not think I'm getting paid for it because that's not the case at all. Uh, but in this instance, I have uh, kind of copped out a little bit and I have brought a brand new Abidale beer with me today. Uh, partly because I haven't tried it yet and I'm really excited about it and I thought you might be too you not, You've not tried it at all? Not from can now. Oh, right, okay. Only, I, thought meant, uh, I thought you meant like... At all? No, not well. Not in the trade. I didn't. I didn't manage to get to try it at Sheffield Beer Festival actually either. No. Uh, when it was on cask. So here goes. So this is Citizen. Yes. So it's kind of the um, de- development of um, Hookster. Yeah. So... Or Funkster, as I've now started calling <laughs> it. So the story behind this as a kind of series is. Um, Obviously, Huckster, which we did with Peddler Market, our first New England IPA, uh, worked really well. Um, we wanted to do something similar to that, keep working on our New England style. Uh, we were happy with the ABV that it was sitting at. Uh, we really liked the connection with another kind of Sheffield, I don't know, what would you it? Sheffield icon really but that Peddler is uh, and the artwork as well which is by Jim Spendlove uh, we really liked um, so we thought who else could we work with who you know they're not a brewery not a bar nothing to do with you know just specifically beer really but somebody who's shouting about Sheffield and doing a really good job of putting Sheffield on the map uh, and we were actually approached by Now Then magazine who we work with really well at Abbeydale um, we're really good friends with them and they are celebrating their 10th birthday uh, in print and I think each month this year they're wanting to kind of do something special to mark the occasion so this month it's make a beer um so yeah this is happy birthday to now then magazine beer uh the artwork the um the little hop man on it has got now then's uh, ah yeah it's got a little magazine in his pocket magazine in his dungarees really cute um and yeah, the other thing I really like about this is uh, we wanted to make a milkshake IPA and we wanted to make it vegan, so we didn't want to put lactose in it. So we've made what I think is the first beer that is named an oat shake IPA. I love that phrasing. Because we've replaced the lactose with oat milk. Oat milk. Which was a really mm. fun day at the brewery because we had 100 litres of it went into this brew and it came in individual one litre cartons with the really, really <sighs> stiff lid to open. So uh, Wow. That's a full day yeah. job right there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's so Scott, who brewed this beer, had that job. So, well done, Scott. So, um, I'm going to talk a bit about Sheffield Beer Festival. It's related to Citizen um, because, um, I mean, I've probably more, drunk more of it now than you have already. Um, <laughs> so, I had it was the first beer that I had when I got to Sheffield Beer Festival uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, it was the last beer that I had on Saturday night when I left Sheffield Beer Festival. 
Um, I did go to like work and stuff in between. I didn't literally get there on Wednesday and just stay there till Saturday. Um, but I went three times altogether. And um, time and again, I think I went to three different sessions and I think both of them, I went back to get Citizen at least one more time in each session because it was just that good. Um, and it just blew me away. Um, what then happened on Friday, having um, Sheffield Beer Festival kind of pretty much ran out of beer by kind of late afternoon. So um, uh, me and my mate said, tell you what, let's, we went across to Barcia's, we had one there, we had one in Shakespeare. And then we said, let's go in town because we've not had enough beer yet already, so why not? <laughs> so we went to Brewdog, had a beer in there, and then we went across to the Devonshire Cat. And um, I kind of, you know, half drunkenly staggered in. Um, and uh, there's always a lot of choice in the Devonshire Cat. So I just kind of said, right, I like beer that's a bit like this and a bit like this and a bit like this. And he went, we've got the absolute perfect beer for you. So pour me this pint. Uh, and of course it was Citizen. Um, <laughs> so I had it on, um, I've had it on cask and on keg already, even though I think it only came out last Wednesday. Yeah, the, the cask came out at the start of the week, but it actually only went into the cans on Saturday. Wow. So, yeah, it's only been it's two days old, this can. So this beer's kind of taken over my life for half a week, uh, which is which is <laughs> incredible, really. But, um, I, you know, I'm not saying this for any other reason other than the fact that it is just the absolute truth, but it was by far and away my favourite beer at um, Sheffield Beer Festival. It was just superb. And I didn't expect to be saying that about a cask beer, I'm really I said pleased it worked on cask, actually. It worked brilliantly on cask. You know, Oatshake New England IPA doesn't scream cask, does no, it? No, it doesn't. No, no. Uh, I did particularly enjoy when uh, I was at Sheffield Beer Festival on Wednesday night that it was on a camera-branded hample, and then what was coming out was this, like, almost soupy, ridiculously hoppy... Yeah. ...probably one of the more expensive beers on cask there... Mm. It just made me chuckle. But I did notice from later in the week, they'd managed to acquire a uh, unfined, naturally hazy uh, pump clip. Ah, right. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, they probably stole it from Weatherspoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was exactly the same price as every other cask. Oh, that's good. Uh, it wasn't any more expensive. It was 120 a third, 180 a half, £3 a pint. Um, or maybe £3 something a pint. I can't remember. No, it must be more than three pound a pint. Anyway, it was it was um, very fairly priced compared to everything else. Oh, good. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I worked through pretty much everything on the cast uh, on the keg bar. I kept coming back to um, to that brilliant beer, absolutely brilliant. Just to point out as well for anybody that does get their hands on a can of this, uh, now then, are running a little competition. Uh, so if you scan the QR code on the can you might win extra oh, beers well, that's quite good and yeah that's linked to their new app uh which is a really great uh it's very newly released they've, they've had an app for ages but they've just updated it and made it uh quite a bit more interactive um so there's like discounts from bars restaurants shops i think there's going to be one for our online shop and things on there so oh, that's good yeah i mean i'm i'm the first one to go oh, i don't like new england ipas but I just quite like this one. It's just really soft. I think I like the creaminess of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first thing that mm. that, that kind of you know stuck in my mind when I first tasted it on Wednesday night was that it actually does carry all the same characteristics as Huckster, um, but but it's just that bit gentler. 
Um, it has a real softness to it, and the mouthfeel has a real softness to it, but without it being milky, mm. um, which I'm not a, a fan of. I'm not a fan of lactosey yeah, beers. Well, there's um, no lactose in it. But it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't taste particularly oaty either. Mm. I don't know if that's a word actually. It just. It does just taste like a really kind of. Um, just a gentle, very gentle version of a New England beer, which can often be a little bit harsh, can't it? That, yeah. That, that overly hoppiness, it really balances the hops I think it's, it's added quite a nice sort of rounded creaminess without any of the sickliness that mm. lactose can give sometimes, I think. So. Yeah. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I really can't emphasise enough just how much I loved it at the weekend, how much I love it now. Canned really well. Mm. Um, it's going to cost me a fortune to uh, stock up and fill my entire <laughs> fridge because uh, if it's anything like Huckster, it'll be here and gone. So you've done you've done Huckster now with um, Peddler Market Citizen with yeah. now then. So you doing these kind of New England style beers with kind of Sheffield institutions that maybe aren't like really involved in the beer industry as such. So not other yeah. breweries, but you know a little bit different. So maybe the next time you're looking to do one of these, I don't know, maybe a local beer related hop cast maybe might be <laughs> might Watch be one space. to consider just an idea a little bit of fennel in there will be well sorted oh a fennel milkshake oh, that sounds no. awful that sounds that just sounds that. terrible <laughs> let's not do that let's not do that um we've got a little bit more beer news from abbeydale as well which is um everyone be thinking oh too much abbeydale this is actually quite interesting yeah i just thought while i was here tooting on the abbeydale trumpet nice and firmly i might as well chuck in a bit more news uh so uh just wanted to mention uh that you may have heard over the next month or so uh we are going to be starting brewing our very own lager uh which is really exciting for us we've got the tanks already uh they are in place they're not yet in commission uh, we're just waiting for some new chillers to come. Uh, but we're thinking how it's going to work is we obviously want to make sure that we're getting it absolutely spot on. So it won't be available particularly widely straight away. Um, sort of trial batches, however many we need, hopefully not too many, uh, are going to be going mainly to uh, the Rising Sun and the Devonshire Cat initially, mm-hmm. uh, potentially to you know other customers who are keen to work with us in developing it. And yeah. then once we're happy... Uh, it'll be having a slight name change to reflect the fact the name is set and will then uh, just be our lager. Um, hopefully, the final version will be sometime in the early new year, but okay. say, it depends how long it takes us to get right. We've got a really good idea of what we're wanting to go for. Uh, we're wanting it to be really clean, not too much of a you know, quite a lot of lagers at the minute. I've got quite a lot of that sweet, corny DMS-y characteristic. We don't want much of that. We want to keep it quite a lot crisper. Um, it's not really... I said, are we making a hell? Are we making a pill? And it was kind of like, mm, no, really, not, we're not really. Uh, we just want it to be just really, really clean, sessionable, sort of um, with mass appeal and not too, not too overcomplicated. Um, but yeah, much like we did with Heathen, um, which was called... Pale Ale number one and went up to number six before we settled ah, on either. That's interesting. Uh, we'll be doing something along those lines. So, um, right. yeah. Watch this space. Yeah. Um, and is that going to be something that's going to be like pub only or is it likely to make its way into cans at some point? I think once, we're, I don't think we're planning on canning the trial batches. 
um, at, the, at this moment in time. But as soon as it's uh, nailed down, it will definitely be going into cab. Excellent, excellent stuff. And so that kind of takes us right, we've kind of gone full circle here because we've kind of back to the beginning where we talked about kind of the re-emergence of cask, the re-emergence of lager this summer has been really noticeable. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of um, very enjoyable, actually. I've had, I've had quite a few lagers this I've summer I've had loads really of lagers. Enjoyed. I never normally do. No. Um, some really good ones. I know, um, I think Magic Rock actually did a really good I, IPL, um, which I know is just kind of, you know, clever branding, but uh, I thought that was superb. And quite a few different kind of takes on modern lagers that were just brilliant. Really good. Yeah. We did um, a tap takeover at Tilt in Birmingham the other weekend and as part of that we had to carry the keg from the train station to Tilt, which is it was only like a five minute walk, but clearly a keg gets quite heavy quite quickly. And uh, we got to the bar, dropped it off, and we're like, oh, what do we do now? And they had lost and grounded Keller pills on. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yeah, we want one of them. It's, that's one of, that's been something I've drank a lot of this summer. Yeah. Along with Lucas, always a favourite. Yep. From Thornbridge. Yeah. And I feel like with vloggers, well, you don't have to try too hard to find one that you really like. You can just, you know, get one and then just keep drinking it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lager just kind of works that a bit differently. Yeah. To your kind of normal sort of beer situations. And um, what I quite like is that it's no longer frowned upon to say oh I do quite enjoy having a lager every now and then um, I'm not going to buy a carling but you know there are a variety of pretty decent options out there now and I think it's good to see another brewery that's kind of turning its hand to try and make something that's good and actually you know it might just increase the number of people that you can kind of drag from kind of the bad side of the equation that just go out and drink the same stuff all the time. Um, you know, if they try a lager from a brewery and really enjoy it and it's just got a little bit of a different flavour profile going on, it might just tempt them to start trying some other stuff, which has got to be Gateway good. lagers. Gateway lagers could be a thing. Yeah. Brill, okay. So, um, Citizen in Cannes, happy with it? Yes. Absolutely. Very good. Um, yeah, a couple of good beers there. Mm. We've done. I think we've done all right. Um, Adam, if you're listening, you can stay in Europe. You're no longer required. <laughs> I mean, I know you said I was better than the sack of spuds, but... <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for, for Thank you for stepping in. Um, and um, we are... Oh, I say we are back. You are back in November. Yeah. I'm not because um, I'm otherwise engaged uh, but I'll be back on the half pint in November building up to our Christmas special in December which so excited to get ready for Christmas Yeah, we don't really know what the Christmas special is going to be but we've got some ideas and um, it'll be fun it'll be fun, I'm looking forward to Christmas festive fun I get Christmas off for the first time in years new job, I have a Christmas oh, shutdown oh, so I'm like, oh, I actually get Christmas off I am particularly excited for bullying Sean incessantly until he agrees to wear a Christmas jumper. <laughs> so uh, if you'd happen. all like to help me in this campaign, I uh, very much appreciate that. Hashtag Xmas jumper for Sean. Yep. Make it happen. Let's make it a thing. Brill, Laura, thank you very much. Um, Cheers. Go on then, let's go to the pub. Yeah, good idea. <laughs>